of God, God over our lives, God over every situation around our lives. Your God over what's going on in our world right now. We receive your wisdom and we thank you for victory in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Who would have thought that any of these things will happen? That we'll be living in the midst of this mega destruction that has taken the lives of 600 people just here in Nigeria alone and 500,000 worldwide. The good news in all of this is out of the 10 million infected worldwide, 6 million people have recovered. These are dire times that we're living in. So you need to sit up and pay attention. As an intercultural and business etiquette consultant, I realize more than most how many people have lost their jobs in these times and how many will still lose their jobs. These jobs are seriously threatened at this time. How many small businesses have very little to no hope of ever surviving these times? There's need for you to stand out, out of the crowd. You need to stand out. You need to have some distinction about you so you can thrive in these times. Now, when someone is employing, they're looking out not just at the technical skills. No, they're not looking only for technical skills. They're also looking for soft skills. And unfortunately for most of us, we downplay the soft skills and say, oh, I know the job. No, you need to know more than the job. You need to know how to resolve conflict. You need to know how to work with other people as a team. You need to know how to adapt. Like in this situation, how do I adapt, for example, working in person at work or working from home? You need to have professional conduct and appearance at all times. And you also need business etiquette. Very, very important. For years, we've taught so many things about how you can distinguish yourself in the workplace. And one of those things, of course, is introductions and shaking hands. How to have a professional handshake. Etiquette is the rules that govern socially acceptable behavior. That is showing consideration and respect for people around you, people you work with, the people you meet as you go along. The handshake has been the most powerful and time-honored introductory gesture all over the world. Now we say no more handshakes. No handshakes. Why? Because you may either be passing on or be contracting a virus that you cannot see with your eyes. So how do I greet then? I'm still going to meet people. I still must show some courtesy. I must be polite. I must greet people. How do I greet? You have many choices based on your preference. One, you can greet them by putting your hand over your heart. You can put both hands over your heart. You can extend your hand in greeting in front of you. You can also give a virtual or air hug by just stretching your hand when there's some distance away from you. Or you can just give a nod or a bow. Those are the different ways that you can greet. And you can also give a thumbs up. Those are the different ways you can greet. A handshake or a hug, a fist bump or an elbow bump, those are things I think you shouldn't consider at this time. Why? 
Now, you don't know where my hands have been. I don't know where your hands have been when I'm giving you a fist bump. Then we also say sneeze into your elbow if you do not have a tissue handy. Now, if I have sneezed into my elbow and I give you an elbow bump, you do not know what's coming along with my greeting. Whatever greeting you choose to be your greeting or a couple of them you have chosen to be the way you greet people, remember, add a smile because a smile is seeing, even if your face is covered, we can see your eyes. We can see a smile in your eyes and also say something. Oh, it's nice to see you or hello or welcome back to work, whatever the situation calls for. Most importantly, keep your hands off your face. Don't touch your face. Do not touch your face mask. This helps you to avoid the awkwardness of someone stretching out their hands towards you to greet you, and then your own hand is already occupied. It also helps you so that your hand is not hanging loosely by your side, and you've seen someone you do not know how to greet them because you would have given them a handshake or a hug otherwise. Also, it keeps you safe, and it keeps them safe as well. Now, you may say, oh, I've seen fist bumps, elbow bumps, all over the place. I've seen it while I'm watching soccer. I've seen it on the Premier League. Listen, those guys get tested all the time. Continuously, they are tested. And if you observe while you were watching the game, I watched a, I mean, a game a few days ago. While the game was on, they stopped so they could spray the goalposts and disinfect the ball. Since you're not going to pay so much attention to disinfecting every part of your body all the time, then we say just stick to the ones that work. Now, in the course of my speaking with you, I'm going to be answering a few questions that have come up because of the situation that we're in at this time. Okay, so what if a friend grabs my hand and starts to shake me without my permission? I haven't given them my hand, but they're so happy to see me and they grab my hand. What should I do? Number one, don't panic. You do not want to panic. What you want to do instead is to extract your hand, get your hand sanitizer, offer them first, and then you use it, and then explain as politely as you can that you know we can't do that anymore because of what the situation calls for. And then you wash your hands as soon as you can if there's water and soap available. So what do you do if someone is not wearing a face mask? Maybe you're at a grocery store and someone is not wearing a face mask and they have refused to wear a face mask. The best thing you can do in that situation is to keep your distance from that person. Some people feel they shouldn't wear face masks or they cannot wear them because, number one, they may be claustrophobic. Number two, they may not like any kind of things on them. And number three, they may have been shamed into thinking, I should not wear this thing because other people are wearing it. I'm going to be like them. Listen, don't let anyone shame you into doing the wrong thing because not wearing a facial mask is doing the wrong thing when you're in the midst of other people, especially in an enclosed space. It's time to develop new habits. So wear your facial masks and wash your hands. Wash your hands regularly. It's been prescribed by WHO that we should wash our hands for 20 seconds. And they've said anything less than that is not quite as effective as 20 seconds. So let's develop these new habits. Next, what do you do if you're called in for an in-person meeting in the office and you get, you, you get there and people are not wearing face masks and there's no social distancing being observed. 
This is what you should do before the meeting. Call management, find out what has been done to keep the meeting space clean and disinfected. Are the chairs put apart? Is there social distancing being observed before you go for the meeting? Find out, is everyone going to be wearing a face mask? How tight is the space? How big is this space? Will it be okay to take all of us? Because one, one thing you can do is to reduce the number. Reduce the number of those that will be at the meeting. Don't have people there who have no real reason to be there. Just have the key members of staff that you need to be there. Sort it out with management first before you go for the meeting. And then also wash your hands before you go in for the meeting and wash your hands after the meeting. Okay, you've been invited to a party at this time. This will depend on how much you can handle the anxiety of being at a party. Now, if you can handle it and you are sure, you've asked, you're sure there'll be space, everyone will be wearing their masks, maybe except to eat, then maybe you could attend. But to be on the safe side, do not put yourself in a compromising situation where someone is talking over you to another person. This person is not wearing a mask. That person is not wearing a mask. Maybe the party also involves drinking. Now, if people get inebriated, there's bound to be drama. So you do not want to be in that situation where your safety will be compromised. Now, if your children have been invited to a party, I think um, this is not the time for children to attend parties. All children are not going to school, so why parties? The next thing that has changed over the course of five months, just five months, is social distancing and personal space. Now, before this time, we have taught that for everyone, there's a personal bubble round about us that we're speaking to and we're breathing to. This is our space that we have to ourselves and we do not share with another person except they are invited in maybe their family or their very close friends. Now, that space was between 1.5 to 2 feet. But now, in just five months, the space has gone to 6 feet. That's 2 meters. Now, if someone gets into this, your newly defined space, you need to tell them politely, yet firmly, can you please give me some space? Now, where they will not move, then you move. You give yourself that space. You say, I must maintain this space. Why? To keep you safe. And you know, when you're safe, your family is safe. When they're safe, every other person that they're in contact with is also safe. Observing the appropriate distance shows that you're, you're considerate of the other person and you respect not just them, but you respect their fears and their anxieties as well. If you want your colleagues and your friends to feel comfortable being in your presence, then you need to take a step back. All around us, things are changing. We must change as well. One thing I've noticed since lockdown has been eased that affects a lot of people is caution fatigue. Now, what is caution fatigue? Now, while we're all on lockdown, we're all very careful. We wiped our door handles inside and out. When we went out on our run or exercise, when we came back, we changed our shoes. We didn't step into our house with the same shoes. We were very careful who came up to our door. We answered some people from inside. We didn't talk to people. But the moment the lockdown was eased, we were tired of those things. And then we started, you know, taking off our masks when we should have our masks on, not wash our hands when we should wash our hands. 
talk to people, gather in enclosed places, go to the beach where you can barely have a space to stretch out. Listen, even if you're tired of being cautious, you still need to be cautious. Remember, it's not just for you, but for other people that are connected to you. There's also new etiquette for enclosed spaces. Now, if you walk in a high rise, for example, you'll notice that um, when you're using the lift or the elevator, the number has been reduced that can go into the lift. Good. So now you've, you're in there, maybe there's just two of you, or there's just four of you, or there's just six of you, depending on the size of the lift or elevator. Make sure you're not speaking into that space. Now, you need to have your mask on, yes, but you're speaking into that enclosed space will make someone else very, very uncomfortable. And also, do not use your phone in enclosed places, not just in lifts or elevators, also in taxis, Uber, Lyft, Bolt, wherever it is you're in, that the space is enclosed. Try not to speak into that place so as not to make another person anxious. All right, things to avoid this season. Number one, fake news. You do not want to spread or talk about news that will cause panic. People are already panicked. People are already afraid. Some people are too afraid to even come out of their houses after the lockdown has been eased. So do not spread news that is not real and is not true. Don't encourage it, discourage it. If someone calls you on the phone and they're passing fake news to you, tell them, if you do not mind at this time, I would not like to receive this kind of news. Do you understand the situation going on? Listen, the more bad news you get, the more you give fear an opportunity to rise in your heart. Another thing that you should avoid this season is eating with your mouth open. Now, this we know to be part of table manners. You shouldn't eat with your mouth open. Now, if you're sharing a table with people and your mouth, you're chewing with your mouth open, you're going to make them very concerned because everyone is concerned about droplets. So please close your mouth as you chew. And if you're chewing gum as well, the thing about chewing gum is while it is good, really good for keeping your breath fresh, on the other hand, you may forget and then start to really chew, make those smacking sounds, you know, really enjoy yourself with your mouth open. So you want to, you know, curtail that when you are in a place where people may be anxious or afraid. Also, do not use a lot of perfume or cologne. Now, you don't want to make people sneeze because nobody wants to sneeze at this time. So if you're going to use perfume or cologne, I mean, just use it moderately. Let's talk about phone etiquette now. Apart from not talking about your private matters in public, also do not use your phone in a bathroom. If it's possible, do not take your phone into a bathroom, gents, ladies. Do not do that. I spoke with a virologist, an epidemiologist, and she said it is true that toilet plumes can aerosolize this virus. If you don't know what a toilet plume is, let me tell you what it is. When you flush your toilet, there's a dispersal of microorganisms as you flush your toilet, and then it lands on the surfaces close by. Now, it's been found out from research that it doesn't really come high up, but then it still lands on the surfaces around, and that may include the sink where you're going to wash your hands, and maybe your phone if it is there as well with you. We've known about toilet plumes for decades, but the fact that it can aerosolize this virus should make us very concerned when we're in the bathroom. Now, a bathroom is not a place to place a phone call or receive a call. Do your business and get out of there as fast as you can. 
So what do you need to do? Close the lid before you flush. Now that keeps all the germs within. Now the next time you're going to use it, when you open the lid, wipe it before you use it. That's very, very important. And do not forget to wash your hands for 20 seconds. Another thing you should avoid at this time is coughing and sneezing without covering your mouth adequately. If you do not have a tissue handy, like I said before, do cover your mouth with the inside of your elbow. Now, picking your nose is a habit that needs to be dropped at this time. Because when you pick your nose, where are you going to drop the thing you have picked? Now you have um, dug some treasure. Where are you going to drop it? Now, someone else is looking at you and they're wondering, where are you going to drop that thing? If you clean your nose in the morning, especially after your bath, there'll be no need to pick your nose as the day goes on. Also, don't bite your fingernails and definitely no spitting. Do not spit. People are concerned about what is coming out of your mouth. Don't forget, etiquette is what? Rules that govern socially acceptable behavior, consideration, and respect for the next person. Another question that people are asking is, I'm working from home, and this person calls me, and they stay on the phone, and they are there on and on, and I have work to do. What you need to do is end the call politely, as politely as you can. End the call. You do not need to tell a lie. Just tell them, I have work to do. I need to get back to my work. Now, in a crisis, we have found out we become very selfish. We become very much focused on ourselves. So I'd like to encourage us to reach out to other people, especially those on the front line, whether they're doctors or nurses or work in a hospital or those who are maybe in food pantries, reaching out to people and being a blessing to them. Yes, you may not be able to call them and have a conversation, but send a message to them. They may not get back to you immediately, but they'll really appreciate it. You know, there's someone I reach out to, she gets back to me the same day every time. So I know it's very important, apart from her family encouraging her, that we also reach out and encourage them as well. Now, most of us are working from home at this time. And um, we spend so long on the screen. There's just so much work, so many meetings to attend to, and you're just on your screen for hours and hours on end. Now, I know most of us have a health and fitness plan. You also need to have a mental health plan. Now, what does this include? This includes having someone you can call and say, I'm feeling really overwhelmed today. I just needed someone to talk to. And then you can decompress, just speaking with them and letting them encourage you. But if you do need to see a health professional, then that's what you need to do. Please reach out to a mental health professional. Or you can call your pastor and have them pray with you at this time. Also, limit your screen time. Also, as you're working from home, remember to shut down all the distractions, your pets, phone calls coming in while you're at a meeting, or even your children maybe running across the room. Limit distractions as much as you can. And remember to mute yourself when you're speaking with someone in the house or you have to say something else. There's a quote by Benjamin Franklin I'd like to leave with you. He said, when you're finished changing, you're finished. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you 
Because in spite of all that's happening in our world, you have kept us safe. We thank you because your name is a strong tower. We're running and we are safe. Thank you, Lord, for your safety and your security over our lives. We thank you for our jobs. Thank you for our businesses. Thank you, Father, for the open doors that you have set before us. Thank you for recovery, Lord, and restoration of all we have lost in this month that have passed. Thank you for opening our eyes to the creative ideas and the concepts that we need to put us over as we go back to work and go back to our businesses. Thank you for your wisdom to know what to do and how to do it. Thank you, Father, for clear steps in the days ahead, directing us by your spirit and giving each and every one of us a testimony, a testimony in our families, a testimony on our jobs, a testimony in our businesses, a testimony concerning our lives. Thank you, Father, for your healing and health upon as many as are infected right now and are listening to this broadcast. Thank you because you're the one who has taken our sicknesses and taking our diseases. I speak the healing and the health of God upon you now in the name of Jesus. And I declare that by the stripes of Jesus, you are totally and completely healed. Thank you, our Father, for victory. Thank you for the testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.